It is Friday, April 3rd, 2020, and you are tuned into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Uh, last night was the opening night for the USAC iRacing Challenge. If you get a chance to tune into that, it was live on Flow Racing as part of your Flow Racing subscription. Uh, for this first race, they raced midgets at Kokomo Speedway. 53 cars took time in qualifying, with Brennan Rogers taking quick time over Chase Cabray by only four one-thousandths of a second. Uh, insane how close they were uh, there in qualifying. The format for the night was uh, six 10-lap heat races. They lined them up straight up by qualifying with the top three transferring, followed by an 18-lap C main with the uh, top four transferring to the B, a 24-lap B main with the top six transferring to the feature, and then a 40-lap feature. The heats were won by Brandon Rogers, Chase Cabray, Alex Bergeron, Joel Berkeley, Kyle Larson, and Dazen Persley. Uh, you'll kind of start to notice a theme here with some of the names. Uh, if, if you haven't heard names like Chase Cabray, Alex Bergeron, Joel Berkeley, uh, those are some of the uh, iRacing pro-level guys uh, that were invited into this. I'll have some thoughts on this here in a little bit. Um, but those guys won the heat races. Caden Brown won the C with Ace McCarthy, David Heileman, and Mario Clouser transferring. Aiden Purdue won the B main with Steven Schnapp, Trey Schmidt, Ryan Diate, and Justin Thomas, oh, and Vinny Sansone transferring. Uh, from the pole in the feature, Brennan Rogers led the first two laps, but Alex Bergeron took the lead on lap three. He held the top spot until lap 17 when Rogers took the lead back from him. Uh, from there, Rogers was pretty much untouchable. He led the remainder of the feature, winning over Bergeron, Chase Cabray, Joel Berkeley, and Adam Elby. Uh, while he is a veteran of the USAC Western Stage Midget Series, uh, Brendan Rogers is a definitely a top-level iRacer. Um, he's going to kind of be like the the one uh, little bit of um, um, kind of outlier in, in the discussion a little bit, but but uh, he, he's a uh, you know somebody who has who has experience in a real midget, but is in this deal because of his uh, his iRacing standing. Um, but he won uh, last year's the, the opener for the USAC iRacing World Championship last year. They ran uh, sprint cars in a, in a full series for iRacing, and he won the opener for that. Uh, the rest of that top five was dominated by names you normally see in front of those iRacing dirt events. Um, you know, Bergeron, you know, he's done really well in, in the sprint car stuff. Joel Berkeley uh, had a good run the other night. Chase Cabray. So the, these guys um, are on kind of a little bit different level, and I, I think uh, you know this was a, a, a big difference last night uh, that you saw in this USAC, um, you know, iRacing opener is you know the the pro level guys were involved in this, and you haven't seen that so far um, with the you know the World of Outlaws, the NASCAR, the IndyCar races. Um, those guys, those races have only allowed the guys who are the real life competitors and and you know the names that you're used to seeing in, at the front of those fields. Um, whereas this USAC show was a combination of the two. I think it was a little bit of an interesting choice by the by the guys that put this together. I'll be curious to kind of see how this is going forward. Um, you know, I think you know even as talented as as those guys are, and and you know the names that you saw in, in the race last night. You know, even just the USAC competitors. You know, the the Logan CVs and the and the Buddy Kofoids and and you know Tyler Courtney and and Thomas Meserol and Chris Windham and, and all of those guys that were involved in this race last night. They're going to be at a pretty big disadvantage um, in these iRacing events versus the pro level guys. Um, and, and it you know this the same obviously would be true in, in real life if the pro level iRacing guys jumped in an actual midget. Obviously the the real life racers would have a quite a bit of an advantage over them and I, and I wonder how quickly um, the you know the actual USAC racers will be able to kind of close that gap I'm sure you know a lot of them have been getting in a lot of laps and I'm sure they'll probably continue to get a lot of laps and I'm sure that gap will close up and you know you saw some guys um, who were who super competitive and and you know CV's obviously been good um, and you know even Larson and Bell 
you know, those guys have been, you know, have been pretty fast in some of these events also. So, you know, and, and I would imagine that a lot of these USAC competitors probably have iRacing time already. Um, so it's not a huge jump for them, but just, the, you know, the amount of laps and, and you know, the the experience or whatever in the simulation is is going to be a lot more for these other guys. So they're definitely going to have an advantage moving forward. Uh, so like I said, it'll be kind of curious to see how that goes um, and how these races continue to play out the next couple of weeks. The next USAC iRacing Challenge event is next Thursday, April 9th. Uh, they're going to switch over from running midgets to running non-wing sprint cars, and they will be at Knoxville Raceway. That will, uh, again, be, I believe, at 9 p.m. Eastern next Thursday, live on Flow Racing. If you're looking for something to watch this weekend, Dirt Vision is hosting another round of watch party starting tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. They're going to show two World of Outlaws late model shows tonight. First up is the Advanced Auto Parts 60 from 2005 at the Lernerville Speedway. They will follow that up with a 2010 World of Outlaws Late Model Show from Attica Raceway Park. Uh, on Saturday night, starting around 7.15 p.m. Eastern, the 2007 Summer of Money Harris 40 from I-55 Raceway for the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series. That'll kick things off, followed by the 2007 Summer of Money Budweiser 40 from KC Raceway, uh, which is... I'm not sure what KC Raceway is now. Uh, that The name has since changed. Both uh, watch parties are included in your Dirt Vision Fast Pass. Uh, they've kind of switched these up. Um, the, the first couple of these were just the races kind of played back to back to back. Um, and now they've added in um, some driver commentary. So, you know, kind of like the USAC Thunder Relive stuff. They've done some interviews with a bunch of drivers. I know they've got a bunch of uh, drivers kind of lined up for some of the interviews and, and kind of in-show action this week to kind of help comment on these races as they happen. So um, those are kind of turning into a, a little bit bigger production. I think that's going to be pretty neat. Um, I think they started that last week, uh, um, if I remember correctly. But uh, check those out. That's part of your Dirt Vision Fast Pass, dirtvision.com, both tonight and tomorrow night, Friday and Saturday. If you're going to work around the house this weekend or need something to help keep your brain occupied, there's a couple of uh, new podcast episodes this week. Wing Nation has Bobby Davis Jr. Rip the Fence did a show with Logan Seavey. The Rigsby Report has Tyler Carpenter. Jeremy Elliott has Dale Blaney and Robbie Kendall. And Ohio Dirt has Ron Gorby. The uh, the other podcasts except for Jeremy Elliott and Ohio Dirt can be found on dirtracker.com slash podcasts or in those podcast feeds. Uh, the Jeremy Elliott Show and the Ohio Dirt Show can be found over at sprintcarunlimited.com. Jeremy's show is behind the paywall, but the Ohio Dirt Show is free over there, so you can check those out. Uh, I wanted to also point out a little bit of reading, a uh, cool story this week. Um, Kevin, uh, Kevin Swindell has been participating in, in a lot of this iRacing stuff, um, and they, the World of Outlaws did a story about him leading into Wednesday's FS1 broadcast, kind of about his setup um, and his kind of customized steering wheel that allows him to compete in these events. Um, pretty long-form story over there at worldofoutlaws.com. Goes into kind of detail you know, about his setup. There's some pictures um, and you know what it takes for him to kind of be able to race and compete. So pretty neat deal over there if you want to check that out. That's uh, over at worldofoutlaws.com. And you're probably sick of me hearing about this, uh, or sick of hearing me talk about this by now, but um, I finally got the World of Outlaws Late Model stats pages up last night. Um, I've talked earlier in the week about getting the races and the results loaded in, but now the stat pages are available. Um, I went ahead and made a bunch of adjustments to the analytics section to be able to handle uh, more series, um, because before, obviously, it was just all of the World of Outlaws sprint car stuff. Um, but right now, I've got the nine 2020 races in so far that have happened for the World of Outlaws Late Model series. 
You can find all of that over at dirttracker.com slash analytics. Um, all the stats are up now. The same stats that I've done for the sprint car series are now available for the late model series. Um, you can find the driver rating that I built, feature wins, top fives, top tens, average finish, which also includes average start, uh, laps led, feature plus minus, which if you don't know what that is, that is your starting position and your uh, finishing position, basically uh, whether you move forward or move backwards in the field. Heat race plus minus, which is the same thing. Average qualifying position and then my track-based stats. Um, right now I have most wins by track size. As we get some more races in, um, I'll add back in the uh, average finish by track size as well. So that'll be part of that. Um, and then as I continue to expand the stats, obviously those will both be included um, as I move forward. Over the weekend, my hope is to start adding the 2019 races for the World of Outlaws Late Model Series, um, which will then kind of make those stats uh, a little more robust and, and a little more interesting to kind of take a look at. Right now, uh, as of the recording of this show, there are 162 total races in the database between the two World of Outlaws series. Um, so check that out if you get a chance. We'll certainly talk about some of those stats and things going forward on the show because I think there's a lot of neat things to pick through there and get some ideas about you know who's good, who's good where, um, and, and not just guys like Brandon Shepard, but some of the other guys that uh, we've seen compete here in the last couple of years. I think uh, it'll be interesting to take a look at some of those numbers and, and we'll break a lot of that stuff down. I think I'm going to probably do uh, I th the iRacing stuff is going to continue, and I feel like this show has probably turned into a little bit of an iRacing show, which, you know, for right now is is fine. You know, the this is a show about dirt racing, and this is what there is to talk about right now for dirt racing. So, um, you know, the once we go back racing, obviously, we'll go back to being, you know, much more heavily uh, involved and in, in talking about the actual racing that's going on. But for the time being, this is what there is to talk about. So that's what we'll talk about. And I know, uh, uh, you know, that uh, some of you aren't super thrilled with the iRacing stuff. That's fine. Um, but I would like to maybe do, uh, you know, maybe some reviews of some old races or uh, some other things like that. And I still have plans to do some interviews on the show. Um, I just ha haven't gotten in and, and uh, kind of overcome some of the tech issues and some of the, you know, the setup things I need to do to make sure that that works properly and, and everything sounds good and looks good and stuff like that. So I'll be tackling that soon and helping, you know, kind of expand uh, a little bit of the show and, and uh you know, making it uh, a little more uh, interesting with some some guests and some different perspectives. But that's the show for today. Hope everybody has a good weekend. Hope you enjoyed the show. You can find Dirt Tracker Daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. Please subscribe, leave me a review, tell your friends. You can also watch the show on YouTube and Facebook. You can email the show at info at dirttracker.com. You can follow along with Dirt Tracker at facebook.com slash dirt tracker and twitter.com slash dirt tracker. Uh, I post the show every single day when I, when I have it uh, to those places. Uh, and I also do a, you know, kind of what's happening at dirttracker.com uh, post every single day to give you kind of some of the big links and, and things like that that are going on um, on stories and, and things like that around the dirt world. So if you'd like to follow me, you can do that there. You can also check out the site at dirttracker.com. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Justin underscore Feeler. Uh, you can also sign up for the Dirt Tracker weekly newsletter that's uh, over at dirttracker.com. Uh, like I said, hope everybody has a good weekend. Uh, we'll be back on Monday to talk about what happened over the weekend and get you up to speed on everything that's going on. And we will see you next Monday on Dirt Tracker Daily.